0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Ransom Revelations with me, your boy, Alex Rudinger. How are y'all doing? I hope you are well. I had an interesting week. Um, Let's see. Well, a couple nights ago, I guess two nights ago now, and obviously I've already been talking about this in my Patreon Discord chat, so they already know this, but (laughs) I was working on a case insert which I don't know if I've actually talked that much about that, but that's something I started doing during the pandemic. Um, where I take foam and I cut it, I cut it up and I cut it first to size, like uh, to a case. Um, like I had one on tour. If you follow me on Instagram, you might have seen me post. Uh, you know, I can't believe I haven't posted pictures of it on Instagram yet, actually. But Matt Griner took a picture of it. On tour and put it on his story, and I like reposted that, but I need to get some actual good quality photos of it, but it's the same idea as like the the pedal case that I built and posted like a long while back sometime over the pandemic. that's when I started doing all this but Um, basically I take foam, you know, make it the size of the interior of a, a nice case. I've been using the Gator Titan series cases. I'm a Gator artist. I've been with Gator a pretty long time now too. actually come to think of it. And they've always taken really good care of me. That's a very underrated endorsement for the record. Um, having a case company, uh, you know, like that's, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't normally talk much about, like my deals with different companies um in terms of like what I get at no charge or what I get discounted or what um I know a lot of people are probably curious about that that's a topic I can get into I guess as well tonight but um yeah I mean it's not something I normally really get into much cuz I feel like you know it's just not professional um it's really like not everyone's business, Um, and also, you know, all all artists have different deals with these companies, and it could start something weird if you, like, talked about it too openly and blah, 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 Um, and then some other artist might be like, hey, well, that's not what my deal is, and then he might go to the rep and be like, hey, I heard this, that, and the other, and that would not be cool, you know? Um, So, on average, you know, I I don't really talk about it just out of respect for the companies, but um, with Gator, you know, I don't think I'm saying anything that's going to upset any other artists or even them. Um, but when I first started working with them, I got that endorsement uh, through Evan Brewer, actually. Uh, when I was in the Faceless, he had a contact at Gator somehow, and I mentioned that I needed a case or something, and he put me in touch with Gator at the time. Uh, there was a different artist rep there, but right away he like, kind of brought me on board as a Gator artist, And uh, originally, the deal was just like, you know, a percentage off, um, like an artist pricing kind of thing. And for the most part, that's still what it is for me, is just like a a slight discount. And that's fine, you know, frankly. Um, How often do you really need to buy cases and stuff, you know? But every now and then, when I've hit them up for something, um, they hook it up, you know? Like, I'll, I'll pay for something, but maybe they'll give me one of the cases at no charge, just as like a gesture of thanks. Um, cause I think they noticed too that like, I always tag them, you know, just like I do in all my other endorsement brands. And I think, I think they really appreciate that to be honest, cause a lot of people tend to forget about case companies, but, um, they're important, man, you know, having good cases for your stuff. I mean, that's in some ways the most important thing if you're a touring or gigging musician, because you know, you have to have a good case that's going to like protect your stuff. So, and, uh, Gator Cases prior to like, working with them officially. I only had a couple. Actually, ironically, the the case that I was making this foam insert for is like 15 or... T- actually, it might be... It's like 10, over 10 years old, I guess. Maybe not 15 quite, but it's a really old Gator case. So I had some Gator cases before working with them, but um, I had a bunch of random stuff too. Like at the time when I was younger, I just bought whatever cases I could afford, really. Um, but yeah, so... When I started working with them and, and I actually bought some of the Titan series cases, those things rule for the record. Um they're like they're kind of like a pelican case, like same idea. You know, they make a bunch of different sizes, but they make one that's like that standard pelican size case that has like a handle and you can take it as a carry-on. Um I have one of those, and then I have a bunch of like slightly bigger ones. One that I use for my warm-up gear on tour, uh, one that I use for pedals, stuff like that, you know. Um, so the Titan cases are great. And uh in general, yeah, y'all should check out some of the Gator stuff if you never have, because it's it's pretty badass, and they've definitely upped their game too in the last like decade. I feel like the quality of their cases has increased a lot, and it's pretty affordable. Like relative to an actual Pelican case for the for the Titan case, it's like a lot cheaper, and honestly, I like it better in a way. I like the handle better and I like the latches better than an actual pelican, but that's just me. Um, at any rate, why was I ranting about this? Oh yeah. Okay. So that pedal case that I made that's on my Instagram to make it, I basically took foam and, you know, I kind of like did a rough trace outline of like my pedals. I kind of learned from some of these things, like how to cut foam to a proper size to make it you know, work and that kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, I, I basically enjoyed doing it for the pedal case. Like it was kind of, uh, it's kind of like arts and crafts, you know, like it's something I've been doing late at night. Um, not all the time, but I recently had an idea to start another one, uh, because I found this really old Pelican or not Pelican really old Gator case of mine. It's not a Titan case. I think it's before they were making it. it. It has a much older look to it, but Um, I was looking at it and I was like, I wonder what I could use this for. I forgot I even had it. I think I first got it right before the first tour I ever went on. So that way I could take my D-Drum 4 SE, very old uh, relic of a drum module. I took it on tour in Europe. I I took it on the first few tours I did, really. Um, That was with Threat Signal and I was 18 and I needed a case for it. So I got this case somewhere online and I've had it ever since. So it's uh, one of my oldest touring cases at least, but it's pretty small and you know, it's a little bit beat up. Like I've had to replace some of the hinges on it at different points and I kind of forgot about it for a few years. And then I opened it up and I was like, what could I use this for? And I, I realized that like, it's a good size for like a microphone case. And I have like a lot of, you know, microphones that are Kind of on the cheaper side, like, I've definitely upgraded a lot of my mics over the years, but I have a, a number of mics that are kind of cheaper, but, you know, they're not terrible. They just aren't stuff I use all the time. Um, but I still want to hold on to them and, and that kind of thing, because I still use them every now and then or whatever. But a lot of those cheaper mics don't really come with a case, you know? Like, some of the nicer microphones, like a, like a Sennheiser you know, 421 or SM81s, they come with their own, like, little hard case, you know? But all these other mics I have like don't really have that. So I was like, huh, maybe I could make like a cool little custom foam insert uh, for this case and then just use it, keep it at home and use it as like a microphone case. So I decided I'd start doing that in my downtime, um, you know, just as like a for fun arts and crafts thing. And, you know, so I cut all the foam first and then I take uh, this felt fabric and I like use a spray glue, like an epoxy glue kind of shit to like. Adhere this fabric, which is kind of time consuming. Like, you have to cut the parts properly. And, you know, that's why it's fun, though, because, like, when you're all done with it, it's like this super nice looking case, you know? I'll take some pictures of one of them. Like, I, I did another one that was a little bit more elaborate uh, for my touring mic case. Um, and I just had it on tour. I, I mentioned that a moment ago that grinder had taken a photo of it. But I'll take some, I've been meaning to take proper photos of it. I just forget because. <laughs> When I'm not using it, it's just closed and in my storage room, you know, so I'll try to remember to pull it out and actually, you know, take some photos of it. But um, so anyway, after I uh, what the hell was I saying? After I line it all with felt, I hand stitch all the seams and, uh, you know, make it look nice and durable and all that jazz. Um, So sometimes. When I've done it so what works better is a, a more dense kind of foam called polythylene. Um, that's what I've found, but sometimes I have other random bits of foam and I think to myself, well, what am I ever going to use this piece of foam for? For example, on the reason I had foam this time, the thing that prompted this whole idea is I had this big piece of foam <laughs> from when I was on tour, I bought like a three or four inch mattress topper to put inside my uh, my bunk uh, on the bandwagon, the bus thing, when I was on tour with Light the Torch, because bandwagons ride pretty rough. There's no air suspension. I think I've talked about that already. So I freaking had this mattress topper in there, right? But the one I had, and, and that just makes it, you know, uh, ride a little less rough because it's absorbing, I guess, more vibration when you're going down the road. But mine was like sticking out into the hall area in the bandwagon. And uh Howard and some of the guys were like, that's like kind of annoying. It's like too big for your bunk. Is there any way you could cut that piece off? And I was like, kind of annoyed <laughs> to be honest in the in the moment, because it was like kind of a big ordeal to like take the whole thing out of my bunk and then like, you know, cut it or whatever. But You know, I did it, like, after a few days, like, because I didn't want to be, like, annoying the shit out of everyone (laughs) in the hall area of the bandwagon. So I cut it off, and I just threw it in this random cabinet drawer or cabinet closet thing up towards the front of the bandwagon, and right before I left the bandwagon at the very end of the tour, you know, to leave it, I was, you know, making sure I had all my stuff off of it before I went into my house, I remembered that foam was in there, so I grabbed it and brought it in, and it's like a memory foam, um and it's not very dense. But I thought to myself, okay, I've done this kind of thing before. So if I want to use a piece of foam and not waste it to make one of these case inserts, but it's not a very dense foam, what I started doing was taking old used drum heads that I, of course, always have an abundance of, and I cut the mylar out of the drum head with an X-Acto blade. And, and then I take that and I, I glue that to the foam first. And that Adds like some rigidity to it, you know? Um, And then I'll sometimes also, when I cut shapes out for whatever, in this case, microphones, I'll also line that with uh, some drum head as well. And I'll do that for everything before I put the felt fabric over everything and and then hand stitch it. So this is super nerdy, like arts and crafts shit. I swear I'm coming back full circle to what I was gonna say. So basically, that's what I did. I had this case and the foam, I didn't want to waste it and just throw it away. I was like, oh, I'll use it for something. I'll use it for this case. So I started working on it. And uh, the other night, I took a drum head, like this old. I had a big 18-inch drum head that was like beat to shit. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. So I was going to cut it out, uh, cut the you know main portion of the Mylar away from the uh, the rim of the hoop, or the rim of the drum head, you know, like the little metal part that goes all the way around. And I guess I was like trying to do it too fast, and like my, th- my the blade like, it was a pretty new blade too, I think that's why this went so far into my hand, but uh, it snagged on something, and I wasn't, I was not being very careful. And the blade, I lost control of it and kind of like pulled it, it kind of shot towards me and my hand was right there, and I sliced into my thumb very badly. Uh, I went about—it's weird. It's like—I'm looking at it right now. It was kind of like mainly on the right half of my thumbprint, but it actually stabbed through the other side. (laughs) Like It's hard to see, but there's like a— You know, if you know an exacto blade, they're kind of like a triangular shape, you know? So that little narrow part, you know, the tip of it basically stabbed all the way through my thumb, and then I cut pretty deep into my thumb, and dude, like, immediately I was like, oh my god, what have I just done? And, oh man, and I, like, as soon as it happened, I was trying to figure out, like, how severe it was, so I kind of, like, pulled it a little bit to like look inside and it was super deep. So I was like, Oh my God. And then I got all like, like, dude, I hadn't cut myself like that in so long. I didn't even know what to do. You know, I was like, Oh shit. What do I do? Like, and I got all, uh, like almost immediately, dude, I got like sweaty and pale and like, I don't know, maybe it was because the sight of blood I, in the past, I feel like blood doesn't freak me out really. But I think it was because, I don't know, I was just having all these emotions at once of like, oh man, what did I just do? Am I going to have nerve damage? Is this going to affect my drumming? It's surely going to affect my drumming for a while, but how long I have work to do. I was supposed to record stuff this weekend. I'm supposed to make this video for Evans. Holy shit. What the fuck? What do I do? I don't know. So that was all like going on like really quickly and, you know, I think just the combination of that immediate anxiety and then also the fact that like I could see the inside of my thumb, I was just like, fuck, you know? And at this point, it didn't even really hurt. Like, I don't know, you know, when, when you something like that happens, your body just kind of immediately goes into shock, I feel like. or Not that it was, like, major. I mean, we're not talking about, like, you know, I wasn't stabbed in the gut <laughs> or something. But even when it's, like, something small like that, that's, like, a severe cut, but like on a smaller area of your body, I feel like your body still in some ways kind of just like, I don't know, tells your brain like, ah, we're not going to process this right now. You know, just fucking, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happens, but it's interesting. Uh Anyway, so this was at like two something in the morning, probably almost three. Because like I was saying, I like to do this shit with the arts and craftsy stuff. I'd something I do late at night, you know, it's kind of like relaxing and I like I don't know. It's just fun. Like I do it at the end of the day usually. And uh, I'll work on that kind of shit for like a little while and then, you know, get into bed. So it was late and I was just like, oh shit, what do I do, dude? This, this looks bad. I think I might need stitches. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I, I should go deal with this now. Like, cause uh, part of me was like, as soon as it happened and I got all pale and sweaty, I also started feeling like super tired. And I was like, dude, Maybe I should just like bandage bandage it up really tight and just fucking go to bed. And then I was like, dude, no. I, you know, I just sliced myself with a blade and maybe I, I should go to the hospital. And the hospital, luckily, is like two blocks from my house. So I just waited until I felt like I wasn't going to pass out for a second. And then I drove over there, went into the ER at like three in the morning. Um, they saw me almost immediately at first. Um, they took me back and you know the dude i don't remember what his name was he was really cool though we talked a bunch while he was stitching up my hand but we uh at first he was like let me take a look at it and i took the thing off and he kind of pulled it up a little bit and uh i was like yeah i'm not even sure i basically just want to know if like you think i need stitches or what and he was like oh yeah you need some stitches and i was like oh shit okay i'm glad and at that point i was like glad i came in and Uh, so then I had to wait in, um, the waiting room, like, well, they, they had a room ready for me pretty quick and I went to it and you know what else sucks just while I'm at it? Well, okay. Actually, before I get to that, quick shout out to, uh, Khan and Anna in my Patreon discord because they were both awake and I texted my discord chat. Um, and I was like, well, I'm in the hospital. I fucking sliced my thumb open and... I was chatting with them for a while while I was in the waiting area. So I was like, it was kind of nice. I appreciate y'all very much. Um, just because like, I don't know, man, I was still kind of panicked at that point because I, I didn't really know. I don't know, man, your hands are sensitive. There are a lot of nerves and stuff. And I was just like, dude, what if I like fucking can't use my thumb the same way, you know, after this or whatever? It was like, it's kind of like I was just talking about this in the Discord chat, too, but it's kind of like right at this point where I pivot the drumstick for doing blast beats and stuff like my finger technique. So I was immediately like, shit, dude, am I going to have to like, is this going to be like a year thing where I'm like trying to fucking reteach my hand technique a different way or some shit. I was just getting like way into my own head. So it was nice to have some, some people talking with me and kind of calming me down and just, just having someone to talk to super late at night too. Cause like I, you know, it's late at night. Not many people are awake. So appreciate you both very much. That was tight. Um, but, anyway, so they took me back to this room, uh, and originally said it wouldn't be long. I ended up waiting for a couple hours, but I guess, uh, he told me later that when he came back in, uh, he was like, "I'm sorry to keep you waiting as soon as I took you back here earlier, an ambulance showed up, and some people like were having trouble breathing, and I had to like resuscitate so. I was just like, Jesus Christ, like, yeah, I mean, dude, no worries. And that's the thing, like I wasn't even tripping at like in terms of how much time it took. I just knew, like, I knew before I went to the hospital, I was like, it's going to take a while probably because it's the ER and it takes a while and it all depends on how busy they are and what the hell's going on. so, you know, I anticipated being in there all night and I pretty much was in there all night. So like I got home at like seven or something. But uh, yeah, Um, the other thing that really sucks, though, before I continue this story is that before I went to the hospital, I legitimately was like. Dude, should I go to the hospital? It's gonna be expensive. My deductible is high as shit because I have a crappy ass healthcare plan, and it's like I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna end up paying for this like out of pocket, you know. And it's gonna be probably like. And I, in my head, I was thinking like, let's say worst case scenario, I do need to get some stitches in my hand. How much does that cost? And I almost googled it. I almost was like, <laughs> shitty healthcare plan. How much does it cost? for, you know, two to ten stitches, something, you know? And then I was like, no, fuck that, fuck it, this is my hand, it's my livelihood, just go to the fucking hospital, see what they say, it costs what it costs, like, I, I got very objective all of a sudden, you know, where I was just like, no, fuck that, you know, this is not something to fuck around with, it's your body and, you know, your hands and your limbs, that's how, you know, I use them to play drums, and that's what I do for a living, so... Ultimately I put that out of my head, but it does suck that in the United States, that is something that even fucking crosses your mind that like you actually are like, and that was the, to be honest, it was like one of the first times that's happened to me because fucking I haven't, I don't have to go to like the ER much, or I haven't had to go to doctors that much in recent years, you know, it's like, and I was like thinking about it later. I was just like, man, that sucks that I have to like, like that, that was actually a thought in my head, you know? like how much is this hospital visit going to cost me? So whatever that sucked. Um, but whatever I went anyway. Um, and I still don't know what's, what it's going to cost me for the record. I mean, I'll probably get some bill. I I have no idea what that kind of thing costs, but anyway, the dude came back in, um, and injected something into my hand and, you know, to numb it. And, uh, Well, before he did that, I was like, dude, I'm like tripping, like, do you think I'm going to have nerve damage? And he was so nonchalant, like, oh, no, I think you'll be fine. And it made me feel so much more relaxed. (laughs) Like, I almost wish he could have come in before I waited there for a couple hours if he would have come in and been like, can you feel the tip of your finger right here? And I was like, yeah. And he would be like, okay, you're good. I'll come back in a couple hours. (laughs) Then I wouldn't have like been sitting there stressing out for a couple hours. But Whatever. Yeah. He felt around the area before he numbed me and was like, can you feel everything I'm doing? I was like, yeah. And he was like, then you're fine. You just have a very severe cut and you just need some stitches and it's going to take a couple weeks to feel right again. And I was very, very relieved. So at that point I uh, relaxed a little bit and he uh, injected my hand with something and then he started cleaning it and I definitely wasn't numb. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that sucked. But then... Uh, yeah, he had to inject something else more locally, I guess. I I guess the first thing he gave me was like a, an anesthetic block or something. Like it's, I guess it's something bigger. Um, but I, I think in general, I always, like, I always have issue getting numb at the dentist and stuff. Whenever I've had to get a filling or something, um, it's just hard for me to get numb. I don't know. My uncle, who's a dentist, you know, he, he has always said that to me. He's like, yeah, I have to, it's way harder to get you numb than most patients. So I don't know. I don't know why that is, but whatever. So he finally got my hand numb and started stitching it up. I got five stitches in my thumb, right on the goddamn thumbprint. Uh, And that's a bummer. I was going to record this weekend some new drum videos, and I was going to record this video for Evans that they hired me for, and I wrote to my rep. And uh, I'm waiting to hear. I basically was like, hey, this happened. I don't think I can really drum for, like, not like how I normally would for like a week. How long do I have? So I'll still wait to see and haven't heard back from him yet, but hopefully, you know, I'll still be able to do it. Um, especially, you know, it's like paid work. So like, I want to, I want to do it. And it, but if they say, no, we need it done before you're able to do it, then, you know, that's the lesson here, I guess, is that when you're a fucking musician for your livelihood, You got to be careful, man, with every part of your body, especially drums. It's like guitar, don't get me wrong, you got to be careful, but if you broke your leg, you could still play guitar, you know? (laughs) That's the thing that sucks about drums. It's like I need all my limbs, all my fingers, everything, you know? Um, But again, in hindsight, now that it's done, like I'm very relieved that it wasn't worse. Uh, It was a stupid thing. I should not move that quickly with a blade, you know, given everything I just said. Um, I think you know what I'm even going to do probably is uh just to be extra precautious, I think that from now on if I want to do stuff like this arts and crafts bullshit, you know, like case making and shit like that, I think I'm going to buy one I think you can I got to look it up. I haven't ordered it yet, but I want to order like Some of those like uh, metal gloves that you see in like, I don't know, delis and shit where like they wear that when they're cutting bread or meat or whatever. So that way, you know, they don't slice into their hand. And uh, I don't know, you know, it probably sounds extreme, but it's like I would rather just be safe than sorry. Like, you know, right away, just slicing into my thumb because I did try to play drums today. I took yesterday off today. I, I bandaged it up. It's, you know, it's starting to heal. It's still a little bit swollen, but... And obviously, you can still see the split. I'll probably have a nice little scar there. Although, I don't really know how much the fingerprint scars. I don't know. I really am not sure. But, um... Yeah, I... What was I saying? Shit, I lost my train of thought. I don't know, man. I just, uh... You know, I gotta be careful. And... Oh, I tried to drum. Uh... I, I basically did some stuff on my pads and just very gradually warmed up into things. I did try to do, like, like a rim shot type of stroke on the practice pad, and that just does not work. Immediately, it was excruciating, and I was like, okay, can't hit hard for a while. Because it's like, where the cut is is, like, right where the stick kind of rests when I'm doing rim shots, and I, if I tried to do a rim shot on a snare drum right now, I'm pretty sure I would just bust the stitches open, like yeah. So anyway, I did warm up. Uh, I can kind of do my finger technique thing. If I put the stick in a certain place and I played on the kit for like half an hour, uh, really just to like see how I could do, you know, and how far I could push it. And my, my hand was all bandaged up, but I didn't do any rim shots. I just hit really light and that's, you know, but it was nice to know that like I could feel everything still, you know, everything was fine and, I'm pretty sure that, you know, as it heals, it'll just be fine. You know, it's just an inconvenience right now. Um, so I think what I'm going to do this week is basically just keep learning some of the material that I wanted to record, but just play it at a super slow tempo or tempos, um, not hit rim shots with that hand, and, you know, just try to basically internal, like use the opportunity to internalize the material better because most of it um is stuff that like I was going to record drum videos for but I didn't know it well enough to like do the whole thing without having my sheet music up in front of me still so um which is fine I mean I do that a lot if you ever see me looking up confused like <laughs> in my videos I'm looking at sheet music you know and I'm not sight reading but it's just like up there and uh, a lot of the times I find that you know I think I've mentioned this before but I I feel like your muscle memory is quicker than your actual memory. Like I'm able to internalize things with my body more quickly, but I can't remember exactly what, unless I have that visual aid. So a lot of the times, if I'm looking at the sheet music, it's like, I can, I can play whatever it is and I've worked through it already, but I can't do it without that visual yet. I haven't fully internalized it. So, and that is always a little bit annoying to me if I'm like trying to record and get into something. So like, um, I'll just use it as an opportunity to try and actually internalize the material better and then hopefully as it continues to heal I'll be able to start bringing it up in tempo again in the coming week or two, week and a half hopefully and and then uh, you know actually start digging in more and hitting harder again too so I'm relieved that I can even do that much already, it's only been a day um, and yeah we'll see I uh, there are five stitches and they do have to be removed they're not the kind that like you know, dissolve or whatever. But, uh, the, the guy, that was what I was going to say. The guy that did the stitches, we were talking and I, I mentioned to him, I was like, I'm a drummer and like, this is why I'm worried about the nerve thing. And that's why he was touching my hand and stuff. And he was like, so you're a drummer, huh? And I was, you know, after that, after we established that I didn't have massive nerve damage, we were just talking about random shit. And, uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, man. I, uh, what kind of stuff do you do? And I was like, metal, and he was like, oh, dude, I love some heavy metal. Maybe not what you're into, but I, I was like, oh, like what kind of bands and stuff, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, I love Tool. And I was like, oh, shit, all right. And uh, so we talked about a bunch of stuff, man. He was stitching up my hand, and yeah, he was just fucking really nice. And he even gave me like these sutures and these nice tweezers, and I was like, really? I can just have them? And he was like, yeah, just take them. And uh, he gave me instructions on the best ways, because we at one point I was like, I mentioned, because I had been thinking about it while I was in the waiting room, I was like, dude, it sucks that, like, like, I love, you know, at this point, my hand was totally numb, and he was stitching it, and I was watching him do it, and I was like, man, modern medicine is fucking crazy, dude, and he was like, yeah, I just wish, you know, the system wasn't so messed up, and then we were talking about that, and I was telling him, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, before I came in here, I almost didn't, because I was, I started thinking about how much money it might cost me, and he was like, yeah, that's the problem with, the healthcare system in this country. And I was like, yeah. So, uh, but he was (laughs) with that in mind, he also was like, all right, so if you have that high deductible and you don't want to go back to the doctor to get these stitches out, you probably can get the stitches out on your own. And he kind of showed me how to do it with these tweezer things. Um, and then he also said, uh, or you could ask if you have any friends in medicine, you know, like anyone that's like going to school to be a nurse or something, Maybe ask them if they can help you. And that was actually a really good thought. I mean, I'll probably try to do it on my own. But uh, it reminded me that my friend Gunter, who years and years ago, uh, we played in our local band together, Ordinance, And there's two albums that we put out. Um, Gunter writes incredible stuff. And he's such a cool dude. Every once in a while, we we text still and catch up like that way. But we haven't hung out now in years. And uh, he is a nurse now. Um, I'm not sure where he's doing it, but he lives in Laurel in Maryland, which is like an hour from here. And immediately in my head, he was like the first person I thought of. And I was like, Oh shit. Well, yeah, I bet Gunter would help me get the stitches out if I can't, you know, whenever it's time. And then I could use it as an opportunity to go hang and catch up with a friend that I haven't seen in forever. So I might do that. We'll see. I haven't even told him about this yet. I don't even know. Maybe he listens to my podcast and he'll hear this. I have no idea, but Yeah. So it was a nice experience, though. I'll say this much, man, like everyone in that staff, like the the two people I talked to when I first was back there and then that doctor and then uh, there was one other person. They gave me a tetanus shot, too. He I told him like it was a almost brand new blade of an exacto knife, like an exacto blade. Uh, So it was like relatively sterile, you know, as far as I knew. And he was like, I'm not really worried about you getting tetanus from that, but, you know, it looks like you haven't had a tetanus shot in like 10 years or something. So if you want one just to play it safe, you know, you can do that while you're here. And I was like, yeah, sure, might as as well, you know. And uh, they had someone else, another nurse came in and uh, gave me a tetanus shot too. And she was really nice. All of them were just unbelievably nice, like super nice and helpful, communicative. I don't know, man, I got to hand it to like, People that do that shit are, like, you know, I know it's, like, cheesy, but those people are the fucking real heroes of this world, dude. Because, like, it's fucking wild, dude. People just come up in there at any time of the day, and they could be, like, bleeding or dying or whatever, and these people just fucking handle it like Gs, you know? And they just do it all sick and seemingly with a good attitude. And at this point, keep in mind, it was, like, five or almost six in the morning probably, so... You know, this dude's just working the night shift, fucking kicking ass and taking names, listening to Tool, being all sick, you know. So, yeah, it was, uh in that sense, it was actually almost a pleasant experience. Like, by that time, I had kind of been like, ah, well, this sucks, but it is what it is, and it could have been a lot worse. And past that, I'm just here, and everyone's really nice, so, hey, it's not so bad. I mean, you know, it sucks, but it's it is what it is, so... Yeah, so that was my last couple days, and uh, interesting, to say the least, and unexpected, but that's how life goes sometimes. And more than anything, I am just thankful it wasn't worse um, and that I don't have any permanent damage. And I don't know, you know, sometimes I wonder, like, I don't I don't really believe in fate or anything like that, you know? Um, on some level, I feel like I kind of choose to believe that things happen for a reason even though like in my head i call bullshit on it but then i just ignore that part of me that says that you know like in actuality and and if i try to be objective i'm like no dude everything in the universe is just chaos and you know it's random but i think a part of me does kind of choose to believe that things happen the way they're supposed to happen and i think even if that's a lie to myself i believe that just to for my own sanity, you know? Um, (laughs) but in that sense, part of me thought to myself like, dude, you know, I've been stressed out lately. I've been like, you know, worried about what's going to happen in the coming months and where I might live and what I'm going to do. Like I was talking about in my last podcast episode. And, uh, I don't know, man, like when you get injured, even if it's something super minor, it, my, all my plans changed, you know, like I was going to, get a bunch of stuff ready to record and do all this other shit this week. And now I can't really do any of it. And, uh, it kind of made me realize like, man, maybe this is just like, was supposed to happen to fucking tell me to chill out. You know, it it almost like forces me to chill out a little bit, you know? Um, because I can't do the stuff I normally do and I can't be productive in the same ways that I normally do. Um, so in that sense, like I, I don't really believe it happened for a reason, but in a way I choose to, as cheesy as that sounds. And, uh, if my younger self would hear me say that he would be like, you're a fucking punk ass bitch, you know? (laughs) Cause like, I don't know. I was uh, such a pessimist when I was younger and there's always that part of me that still feels that way. But like, I don't know, man, I think for my own mental well-being, at some point, I just decided to start accepting that like things are just out of your control and they happen how they happen. And, you know, maybe there's a reason for it, maybe there's not, probably not, but I'm just going to believe that there is so I don't lose my mind. But uh, just kidding, I already lost my mind ages ago. Am I right, guys? <laughs> hey, I just snapped. I don't, normally, when I, if you've ever heard me snap on the podcast, I snap with both my fingers at the same time, and I can't do that right now. So whatever. Um, shit, Mike just texted me. Uh, the driver guy from, he, he drove us on the tour (laughs) and he was telling me that he just listened to some decapitated song for the first time and it rips. (laughs) I'll have to text him back after this, but it does rip. Decapitated does rip, man. If any of y'all out there, uh, don't listen to decapitated and you like, you know, extreme metal, I highly recommend checking out organic hallucinosis. I mean, the albums before that, Nility and the Negation, they they rule as well. But Organic was, like, the one to me. Like, I haven't kept up with them, to be honest, in recent years, because after Vetek passed, rest in peace, that was the drummer. For any of you that don't know, Decapitated, many years ago, um, I would say, like, 2000... Shit, man, was it, like, 2008 or nine? maybe? It was somewhere around there. Um, the drummer of Decapitated died in a bus crash in Russia. And, uh, I mean, that's devastating in and of itself, but he also, his brother is the guitarist, um, so I'd imagine that that was just devastating. And they, they didn't do stuff for a while, and then they ultimately, when they started doing stuff again, they got Krim, and that was, like, when I first really heard of Krim was when I saw him, that he was playing with Decapitated, and it was fucking sick. He was, like, the perfect... Replacement. Um, and obviously, he's not doing that gig anymore. But yeah, I, I fucking, that Krim is so sick. That's why I had him on my podcast a while back, um, which I do want to do again for the record. I need to have someone else on. Um, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to ha- have on. I remember before tour and like a while back, before I took that long break from my podcast, I was talking about having one of my Frederick friends on, like a local friend. Uh, particularly my friend Alec, who is also in my Patreon discord chat. I think I even made him like a moderator of the discord. Um, but I just thought it would be kind of fun to like have a chat with someone I've known like a super long time. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have somebody on. I've been meaning to ask a noob to do it too, but every time I hang out with a noob, we just don't want to talk about music stuff. We just want to like chill, you know? Um, But yeah, so I'm going to do that again at some point. But anyway, what was I talking about? Decapitated. Yeah, that album's sick. Um, That era of heavy metal was sick. And I don't know if I just think that because it was like the era I grew up with, but I'm sure that's a large part of it. But yeah. So also, uh, I think since the last time... Have I done... I don't remember when I... I don't know. I think last... Thursday or Friday is when I uploaded a new drum video. Um, the Demi Borgir cover. Yo, I, I've i just come to the conclusion that I never know what people are going to like on the internet. Because, like, that cover already has, like, 80,000 views or something. And, like, I don't know. I, I just didn't expect it to do that well. Like, I just didn't. I don't know why. I just didn't think it would. I I, did, I thought it would be, like, just a ah, cool cover. But, like... It's gotten more views than some of my other more recent videos, so I just have no idea. But thank you for watching it. If you did, um, it was a lot of fun to do. And I think that's going to be uh, its my new unofficial series of drum covers, which is uh, <laughs> doing drum covers of songs from the early 2000s that I'm nostalgic about, you know what I mean? Because I've done a few now. I did, like, Stab Wound. I did... Uh, what the hell else did I even do? I did like some BT BAM stuff. Hold on. Let me look. What else? Oh, there was the JFAC cover, Job for a Cowboy, uh, Slipknot. There's been a few, but yeah, I mean, oh, and I did the Nile cover. That's right. <laughs> Sick. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna call that reliving my early 2000s uh, drum cover series. My uno- it's unofficial. I'm not gonna make it a real thing, but you know. And uh, I, I saw some comments on Instagram and YouTube, people asking like, "Dude, well, where do you get these album stems?" Because that's the thing. I've talked about this before. I hate doing drum covers and stuff unless I have actual album stems to be able to get a proper mix. You know, like I hate having to like mix drums real well-tracked drums with like an album file where there are drums in it it just sounds flammy and crappy and I don't know depending on the song like if it's like a hip-hop song or something I'll do it for that kind of thing and normally what I'll do then is I will for starters try to play as tight with it as I can and then also go in and I will slip edit the actual album file like literally I'll have it in Pro Tools and I'll slip edit that against my drumming instead of vice versa, so it sounds more on, and Anoop actually gave me that idea a long time ago, and it does kind of work so but it still means that, like you know your drums are kind of being blended with like uh, whatever album file it is, and yeah, so I hate doing that kind of shit, especially for metal. There are so many notes in metal, like it would be much more difficult to do for that genre of music. Um, and yeah, i I don't know. If I, In the past, I've said, like, I don't want to say, like, who gives me those stems because I don't know if he would get in trouble. But I did see a couple people kind of accurately guess it on in the YouTube comments. They were like, I think that, you know, this song was used on rock band and, you know, you have to that's probably where he's getting all these stems from. And um, without going into too much detail, that basically is what's going on is I just a guy and uh, a guy I know. I guess has done some work for uh, rock band and sent me a list of like all the songs that he could tentatively get album stems from and uh, has been sending me that kind of thing. And normally, you know, for certain things, like if it's a band that I, you know, kind of know someone in, even if I don't know them really well um, before I do it or before I use the stems, I make sure to ask, you know, like before I did the job for a cowboy cover, I asked Johnny Davy if he'd be okay with me doing that. I was like, hey, I have these stems from your album. Can I use them for this cover? And he was like, Yeah, sure. And same with even the Nile cover, I hit up uh uh Dallas Toler Wade, and he actually then recorded guitars for me, you know, which was sick. Um, so yeah, I, I normally always try to get permission, you know, because I don't want to just use people's like album stems if they don't want me to, but, uh, for the most part, everyone's chill about it. I feel like bands, they, they probably know anyway, like if they had to provide album stems like that to like rock band to be used for a video game, you know, they probably already don't really care that much cause they already know it's like out there and available, you know, in some capacity. So, but yeah, I mean, it's been fun. Uh, shout out to that guy that's been, you know, hooking me up again. I don't, want to say who it is. Cause I don't know if he would get in trouble. In fact, if you hear this, let me know. Cause like, I, I don't like, I want to be like, dude, you're sick and say who you are. So that way, you know, I can give you a shout out for, cause without him, I wouldn't have done like half those covers that I've done, you know, that I got stems for. Cause it's like, as soon as I got the stems for it, I'm like, Oh, well in that case I will do a cover of it for fun, you know? So, uh, yeah, he's really to thank for that, honestly. Um, but yeah, that is like kind of where I've gotten, been getting them from. Is uh, they were available at one point or another, probably still are, but at one point were available for the video game Rock Band. I also, I guess Rock Band was a lot bigger than I ever realized, too. I, I never, you guys, you know, I never, you know, I'm not a gamer. So, like, I don't know. I, I just, and I definitely never played Rock Band. So, like, I don't. I had no idea it was, like, that popular where there was actually enough of a demand for there to be, like, thousands of fucking songs on there, you know? Um, It's cool, though. I mean, I'm glad it is a thing. But, yeah, anyway. Um, What else? Let's see. I don't know. That's pretty much it for this week. I've been trying to stay busy, and then I cut my thumb, so... I guess now I'm just trying to figure out how long I'll be able to, or how long until I'll next be able to drum like I normally will. Um, Yeah, we'll see. I don't know, you know, can't do anything about it, but trying to stay productive. I edited uh, all four of these drum videos uh, for these other Whitechapel songs that I had done. Uh, well before I went on tour but I finished editing all the videos like totally finalized I got almost final mixes I might have Declan change a couple things um what else I also this week decided I was looking at so I I use those when I'm doing like the metal stuff and I trigger my kick drum I use uh on triggers and in case any I actually forget about this myself sometimes but uh I actually have a signature trigger with them like I emailed Andre, and that's the guy that runs the company, a a long while back. And I was like, hey, could you make me one of these without the detached cable? Or not detached, but like normally they have like a cable that's like hanging off of it. And uh, he made me like some custom ones and then asked if he could kind of sell it as my signature model. And I was like, sure. So yeah, um, I was looking at those. Like the sensors are just like a normal piezo. How do you say that? Piezo? I, I don't know how you say it. It's like the things you know, a little fucking uh, trigger. It's like that's what a trigger is. It's just like a thing that I don't know how to say it. Piso, piezo, whatever that that kind of thing. It's like ingredient cards and shit, you know, the ones that you like open up and they sing or or whatever. It's like that kind of thing. They're really cheap, um like inexpensive, I mean, and uh, but his design is that's all it is is it's one of those, and it's like kind of taped or glued, I guess, to this piece of foam. And the foam kind of gives it enough give where, you know, you can dial in uh, dynamically a good threshold for it to fire without smashing it and destroying it. Um, But, yeah, they do eventually wear out. Like, the sensor does wear out. And, uh, you know, the last couple of years, whenever that does happen, which is not that often, but you kind of know when it does because all of a sudden you start getting, like, misfires a lot. And otherwise, with this kind of trigger, you really don't get that. Um, but yeah, whenever they do, he just... I mean, he mails me, like, 8 to 10 at a time, and that lasts me forever, you know? Um, <clears throat> but I was looking at it. Like, I had one break last week, and I took it off, and I put a new one on. And then I was looking at the old one, and I was like, this is so simple. It's just literally, like, a little piezo trigger. And that's it. It's just like that on a piece of foam. And I was like, those things are super cheap, aren't they? So I I looked on Amazon. I actually measured this one to see exactly what size it is. um, Or measured one of his, I mean, and then I, uh, I also looked at, and I didn't even realize this until I started looking into it. I was like, I thought that the little, it's like this piece is detachable and the little part that actually you plug the sensor into the rest of it when you replace it. I thought it was just like a 3.5 millimeter, uh, like headphone cable. Um, but it's actually not, it's smaller than that. It's a 2.5 millimeter, which I want to say is called like, a like a subphone jack or something. It's, it's even smaller than a headphone jack. Basically it's smaller than an eighth. It's, two, it's 2.5 millimeter, whatever that is. So then I Googled, okay, well, let me see if there are some 2.5 millimeter, uh, male, mono mail cables on Amazon. And I found both, uh, for very cheap, like a pack of 10 of both the triggers themselves and the little jacks, like the whole thing cost, uh, like $17. So I was like, yeah, hey, yeah, maybe I'll try making my own. So I ordered some of those, um, and I am holding right now the first one I made, it does work, Um, like I test, I plugged it into the module. All, all you, all I had to do was like solder, uh, the cable to the little piezo buzzer, whatever the hell it's called. I don't know how to enunciate it. Um, and then solder the other end to this little tiny, uh, quarter inch or not quarter inch, uh, 2.5 millimeter jack mono or male jack. And that's it. I plugged it in, uh, to the module and via the actual, the rest of the, on trigger I plugged it into that and then plugged that into the module and sure enough it it fires I don't know if the dynamic will be different at all um but I'm going to I haven't cuz I haven't tried it past that you know I figured like I just put on these new ones that Andre actually makes and I don't want to like r- like once you rip them off they're kind of like useless cuz like the foam gets ripped in the process and yeah so um, I'm going to wait to try them, I guess, or maybe I'll take, a another set of those triggers that I have and put those on the pedals or try them on another set of pedals or something. But, uh, I just wanted to try my hand at making my own. Cause it's such a simple little thing. And like, sometimes I feel bad to hit him up and be like, Hey, I need some more sensors and can you mail me some? And then he has to like put a bunch in a box and mail them from the Czech Republic to here. And in my head, I was like, if I can just as easily make some myself, I would just do that. Um, And I always enjoy that kind of thing anyway, you know. So I'll test them out. I'll let you know whenever I get around to it, if they work. But yeah, and if you do trigger your kick drum, you should check them out. Look up my uh, uh, on-trigger signature model or whatever. And Andre's a really nice guy, seemingly. I've only ever emailed with him. He lives in the Czech Republic and... I feel like he was kind of one of the first guys to make, like, that style of pedal-mounted bass drum trigger. Um, I mean, I remember Axis doing the E-kits, like, years ago, like a decade and a half ago or something. And I'm sure there's something, there's other guys that probably did it before that. But uh, Andre, I think, that was, like, the first time I saw someone using, like, a sensor that went below the pedal board. And, you know, that's how it was activated. And now there's like a bajillion companies that do that. Um, But I feel like he was like one of the earliest ones. And honestly, his design is like obscenely simple. And when I first got them, it's so funny too, because I got them like a year before I even used them. He asked if he could send me some and I got them and I tried them out once. And I was like, I don't know about these. Um, And I stopped using them and they just kind of sat on a shelf. And then like a year later, Sometime around when I got the Whitechapel gig I was like I should try these again and really took to them I got them dialed in better and realized how well they actually do work so it's a cool little design for sure and I know uh ACD the pedal company I use makes Dennis makes something very similar Dennis's I really like the design of like I love it actually it's it's incredible um but I had trouble dialing in the threshold of of the ones cause he, he was sending me some of the prototypes, um, when he was first making it at the time I had some issue, uh, dialing in the, the threshold. Um, and then by the time, like he finished making it, I know, I'm pretty sure I have some of the, some of the, uh, finalized sensors that he made for them. Like he fixed them and stuff and, I just haven't had a chance to try them yet. And the on triggers have worked so well for me that I just kind of kept using them. But, um, but yeah, I do want to try, even if I don't switch to them, I do want to try Dennis's man. I need to text him in the months leading up to going back on tour. Me and Dennis like talked all the time. We sent audio messages back and forth all the time and, uh, got to be really close friends. And I haven't, then I went on tour. I kind of didn't keep up with audio messaging people cause I wasn't, you know, alone very often. and, um, I'm going to send him an audio message as soon as I get off of here. He's another person actually that I considered asking to come on the podcast. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that next. Maybe I'll ask Dennis. Let me know if you're listening to this and my Patreon in the discord, if doing uh, an episode with Dennis would be cool. That might be awesome. Actually. Um, he's always really worried that his English is like not super strong, but I actually always think it's, it's pretty on point. Um, cause you know, German is, is, uh, first language. So English is only his second language, but I always think that, you know, you have an easy time understanding him personally. So maybe I'll talk to him about that at any rate, guys. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I am going to go to bed here in a minute. Tomorrow I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to come home and see how drumming, I'm going to see how my finger feels, do another warm up. And we'll, I'm going to I'm gonna try to drum, at least. We'll see how it goes. Um, hopefully by the next time I do an episode a week from now, my thumb will be much more healed, and hopefully I'll be able to play drums like normal again. That's my hope, anyway. Yeah. And the only other thing I can think of is that in the last couple of weeks since getting home, I have followed the NBA a little bit closer than I did when I was on tour and it is very disappointing how bad the Lakers are. <laughs> Y'all know I like LeBron James a lot, so I always want him to win more rings, but god, they suck. They've lost like all their games in the last month. It's depressing. Good lord. But uh yeah, I don't know. It'll be an interesting, hopefully it'll be an interesting year in the playoffs. It seems like there's a lot of teams that could win this year and that aspect of it as just a fan of the NBA and basketball in general that aspect of it is kind of exciting to me is that it's it seems a little bit more competitive the last couple of years you know because there was a solid four or five years where every year it was the Golden State Warriors versus the the Cleveland Cavaliers or whatever you know LeBron basically um so yeah I'm looking forward to the playoffs when it gets closer to that time it's probably not too far off really I mean See actually I'm curious. Like I know there's at least one or two teams that have already clinched playoff positions. Yeah, I mean the Heat definitely have the Heat, the Celtics, the Bucks, the 76ers cuz let's see the the Heat are 51 and 28. How much is that? That's like 70 nine games. How many games are in an NBA season? Isn't it like 82 or something? Hold on. Yeah, 82 games. So yeah, the season's like almost over. Holy shit. So yeah, the playoffs will probably start relatively soon. And yeah. But I don't think the Lakers have any hope of making the playoffs this year. Bummer. I would love to see LeBron get another ring in his career, but Time will tell. Anyway, for now, I'll shut up. That's the episode this week. Mostly just ranting about my thumb. Uh, yeah. And as I've said before, guys, feel free to email me if there's anything in particular you want to hear me talk about. I definitely uh, There are a few things that um, I know I mentioned. I mean, I feel like the last episode I kind of got into some slightly heavier stuff. But there's some other stuff that's kind of an extension of all that. I have to be in the right mindset to like kind of get really heavy about certain things, you know. And right now with the thing with my thumb, I'm just like trying my hardest to like stay positive right now and like not be bummed out, you know, because it's very easy for me. I'm so like, I don't know. It's I could easily be like really bummed out and be like, fuck man, I was going to do all this shit and because I'm an idiot and cut my thumb I can't do everything the same way and that's just, I I don't know, I've always been hard on myself, but I'm just like forcing myself to be like, no, you know what it sucks, but it is what it is and blah 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 I'm trying to stay positive so I definitely didn't want to get too heavy in this episode, but um, because that's the reality, I mean, you know shit happens, but yeah, you know, I mostly just feel like an idiot, honestly um, for doing it, but whatever Anyway, um, yeah, I, I there are some things I still want to like rant about. I, I will say last week when I did that last episode, I felt I don't know it was like very cathartic to talk openly about some of that stuff. And I know in the Discord some of y'all were saying um, that you enjoyed it, so I appreciate all that. And uh, yeah. That's it for now, but if you have any other questions or anything you want me to talk about, feel free to hit me up, because I am trying to do this podcast more regularly again. Once a week, hopefully I'll be uploading every uh, Wednesday morning. Um, and yeah. So if you got stuff you want to talk about, let me know, because uh, I'll have time to talk about it. Trying to stay up on top of this shit. Y'all know what I'm saying? All right. I'm gonna go get ready for bed. I hope you guys have a great week. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you play drums and you really like drums like I do, protect all of your extremities and be careful with knives. That's the moral of this week's episode, all right, y'all? Don't cut your thumb open like I did. And be safe out there. Have a great week, and I will see you guys next week. Uh, That's the whole story. Much love, y'all. Peace out.